Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first Pro Box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Welcome. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Welcome to Ike Live. Uh, wouldn't be an Ike Live show without a mistake. Got rid of it right off the beginning. Thank you for joining us tonight. People logged on to IkeLive.com. And, and all you people, men, women, and everything in between watching on Facebook tonight, thank you for joining. We have a super show in store. Jordan Lee, 2017 Bassmaster Class Champion, and recent winner from Toledo Bend, John Mary, join us. My co-host in this mess of a show, sitting to my right, the one and only Mr. Pete Glusick. How you doing tonight, hey! Pete? Doing good, man. Doing good, good. Good to see you rocking the real snot shirt. I like that. And they happen to be a huge supporter of this show, of I Glug. I'm a, I'm a real snot. You are. You're a Real Snot member, and you have snot. I got I to gotta show you. I, man, we should load that. I got Jake doing a rap for Real Snot. Really? Yeah, we need to play that tonight. Okay. We have to play that. Uh, first of all, let me. I want to thank all our sponsors to this amazing show. And first and foremost, I want to thank Mystery Tackle Box for supporting the show. Pete, Mystery Tackle Box is the deal. It's mm-hmm. like, if you're a fisherman, if you're a fish head like we are, dude, it's like Christmas to your doorstep every, every month. month. Every, every month. month. Right to your doorstep. My dog T-Bone gets the Bark Box. I get the Mystery Tackle Box. Yes. And let me let everybody know, uh, for the month of April, once again, like last month, we are doing another amazing promotion, even better than the one we did last week. And every new subscriber to Mystery Tackle Box Pro that signs up between today Mm -hmm. and April 30th, if you use the code, this is the key, if you use the code Ike Live, you're going to be entered into a drawing to win big, Pete. To win big. What are they going to win? Well, they're gonna they're gonna have a chance to win a mystery tackle box pro box. But but that's nice. not the deal. Here's the deal. They're going to be entered into a drawing to win a, a one of a kind custom mystery tackle box T-shirt. But here's Autograph. the beauty. Autographed by the entire Ike Live crew. Ooh. Even Stormtrooper's name is on this. <laughs> Even the Stormtrooper. Uh, so when everybody that's not subscribed to Mystery Tackle Box, head on over to MysteryTackleBox.com. Use the promo code Ike Live. You're going to be entered for this drawing. It's such a great product, Pete. They're 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 going to love it for the rest of their life. I promise you. We love it at our house. Every month it's like Christmas. We had some great stuff. Did I noticed uh, the Catchco Company? Is now putting some uh, high-end lures in. Very cool. In the mystery Amazing tackle box. Amazing products in those boxes. I uh, want to thank Mystery Tackle Box. Also want to thank Flambo. Uh, listen, we got we got ten thousand people listening tonight, mm-hmm. and they spend their hard-earned money every week on new baits, on lures, spinner baits, weights, hooks, all that stuff, and they don't think about the storage for that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
We want to give a shout out to <laughs> Flambo, the uh, makers of the best tackle storage system in the world. Uh, of course, Flambo is the one and only that uses the Z Rust technology, keeping your stuff rest free. Nice. Rust free. But let me show you this. Uh, this is amazing. The timing of this. This is one of the brand new Flambo IQ series boxes. Pete, you remember this back from iCast. We helped them with some of the development on this. A lot of times when you have heavy stuff, jig heads, weights, uh, jigs, chatter baits, heavy baits, those dividers will push through mm-hmm. in big water. Look at this. These are solid, interchangeable boxes that go in these things. That's nice. And you will not have that issue anymore. In my opinion, this is the best box ever made. Four or five different sizes. It's amazing. New IQ series box by Flambo. It's pretty awesome. Mike, uh, Jake got one of these for Easter. Wow. And he's like, does does Mike Iconelli have that exact same tackle box? I do. And he, and he was very excited. He wow. Has, he has the same tackle box as you. That's awesome. Now, did he pull it out of an egg? Or? <laughs> it was right next to his basket. Okay. Easter Bunny was good to him this year. That's awesome. I also want to give a, a shout-out to Liquid Mayhem, big supporter of the show from day one. Uh, Liquid Mayhem, listen to me. It's a scent. If you're using a bottom-bouncing bait, if you're using a drop shot, a shaky head, a jig, a worm, a Carolina rig, like I was using at the Bassmaster Classic. We all saw it. We're going to talk a little bit about that later. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scent helps. Liquid Mayhem is the best scent out there. If you've not tried it, go to liquidmayhem.com, enter the promo code IKELIVE25, and you can get 25% off everything on the website. That's scent, shirts, whatever's on there. Excellent. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, also want to give a shout-out. We already talked about a little bit. Real snot, Pete. Really cool product. Really, really cool product. Minimize your backlashes. Uh, minimize your memory of the line. Ease of extra casting distance. If you fish cold weather, it eliminates ice. Uh, it's a great, great product. you got to check out Real Snot. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to another great uh, supporter of the show, Upload It Fishing. Upload It Fishing is an online video platform, and it's amazing because... You know, you guys and girls watching right now are doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. You're out there fishing. You're using a GoPro. You're using a Sony cam. You're taping your fishing. Go on UploadIt.com. Submit your catch. You have a chance to win great monthly prizes. And if you know what you're doing and you got a pretty dope video, you got a chance to win a fully rigged bass boat at the end of the year. That is correct. Wow. It's unbelievable. Go to UploadIt.com. Pretty amazing site. Russell brought to you by Tackle Warehouse. Best way to say it. Every guy I know in the world uses Tackle Warehouse to, to shop. Uh, also brought to you by TH Marine, the Neat. makers of amazing boat accessories. Dude, I've got a 2017 basket. I've got like, I think I got like eight, seven or eight different TH products on my boat. From mm-hmm. the jack plate to the Hydra Wave to the culling system to the prop nut. I mean, it's unbelievable. If you've got a boat, I don't care if it's a kayak, a John boat, anything in between, check out TH Marine. Also brought to you by Hobie Kayaks, and kayak fish has taken over the world, Pete, you know that, Mm -hmm. but Hobie is the innovator of the pedal drive system, and they've got the pedal drive now that goes forward and reverse. It's unbelievable. It's changing the game. Is is that the one Vegas was using to catch his spawning fish the other day? Vegas is using that. That was awesome. he'll, He'll go up there. Gets too close, hits reverse, goes back. It's amazing. Check about Hobie Kayak. Very cool. And finally, last but not least, this show is brought to you by Bash University. Bash Pete, University. you want to tell them a little bit about that? Bash University. Try BU. 
10 days free. Check us out. Um, you know, we've got a lot of great content that's come up. We have a master class by Chris Lane, master topwater class, talking about the whopper plopper and prop baits and all different kinds of great stuff. And Gary Klein just uh, gave an excellent seminar on soft plastics. Saw that. He really breaks it down. Yeah. yeah amazing instructor as well as a world-class angler but every week we've got great content that teaches you how to catch fish during the season that we're in in different parts of the country and we have new content two pieces of content launched on tuesdays and thursdays and we've got a lot of great stuff coming for bash you uh try bu use that code get 10 days free there you have it uh listen giant show hang in there huge show tonight classic champ jordan lee john murray winner of toledo bend and here's the kicker we're going to be opening up the phone lines to everybody the third segment of the show tonight we're also going to be right recapping the bassmaster classic easter and stuff like that lots of giveaways lots, tonight. lots and lots of giveaways we're giving away tons of stuff tonight Hang in there with us. If you're on Facebook, hang in there. If you're on IkeLive.com, hang in there with us. In a couple minutes, Ike Live. Come on. Let's go. Warning. The following live webcast might contain content that some people find crude, vulgar, or objectionable. When watching this program, please make sure the room is well lit and do not sit too close to the screen. If you're uptight, easily offended, or lacking a sense of humor, please stop watching right now and leave the Internet. Now it's time for Ike Live. What is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute? An hour. The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. Folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Uh, thank you for tuning in to Ike Live. We've got a monster show for you tonight. I, I tell you, I say it every time, but I'm so pumped up about this show. Classic winner, Jordan Lee on the show. Also, one of the veterans of the sport. One of the good guys. Fresh yeah. off a tournament win at Toledo Bend, John Murray joined us. Let me introduce the room, and we're going to jump right into recapping what the hell's been going on for the last few months. A lot going on. S- sitting to my right, the crust of the show, a very important part of the show, Mr. Pete Clusick. How you Thank doing tonight, you. Thank you for having me. It's good, good to be to here. You. Doing okay? It's good to have you back in studio. Man, it's great to be back. Uh, we're we're going to be getting into it later. I, want, I, I just want to let you know, I want to say one more time, live, thank you for doing an amazing job. At the Bassmaster Classic. We're going to be talking about that, but I wanted to thank you. We had a lot of fun doing it. It was awesome. We missed you, but we had a lot of fun doing it. I missed being there. I missed being there. And I'm excited because I haven't seen this guy forever. Uh, Back where he should be. 
permanently. You should never <laughs> leave there. I don't care if he's got obligations at home, with work. I don't care. He needs to be here in the studio. <laughs> the one and only Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fathead. How you doing tonight, Dave? Thank you. Thank you. Everything's great. I uh, can't hear you. Brian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you just got back and he's already got yeah. your mic shut off. Well, he was too busy uh, picking out the swag to do a mic check with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, picking yeah. out the swag. Okay. Yeah. yeah, says Brian to change in the three shirts and he's given one to a guy that wins tonight. He's already had it on. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a bonus. He's got Brian Stackle B.O. Yeah, yeah. Built into the shirt. Yeah, yeah free wood chips. Dude, it's good to see you, Dave. Thank you. Thanks for being here tonight. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, so yes, we do. I'm, I'm excited about your insight to all this stuff, and the guys that make this show happen or not happen, <laughs> depending on their mood every week. <laughs> We've got Sometimes. two guys in the back pushing the buttons. We bust their stones a lot, people. They do a pretty amazing job. They work. They work hard. They work harder than we do. I can tell you that. Uh, sitting to my left, uh, the producer of the show, Brian the Carpenter. How you doing tonight, Brian? Good to see you. Good, man. Rocking the BU hat. About time you got back here, dude. And Two months. And fresh off a four-plus-pound smallmouth on one-pound tests. What? And an ultralight rod. Eric, the intern. Yo. Eric, was it really one-pound tests? Zero-pound tests. Zero? It wasn't even rated. <laughs> no it line. Was so light. <laughs> no uh, line? <laughs> no line on that ultralight combo. Just nets. Yeah. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to corner you about that fish catch a little later, but it's okay. good to have you here tonight, Eric. And let me remind everybody, this is important, Pete, because this is what makes this show special to me, is that the fans, the viewers, drive this show, and they can talk, contact, question, anything they want, all show long, if you want to be a part of the show, if you have questions, comments, if you have jokes, we love to hear that stuff, hit us up on the IM, the instant messaging right there next to your screen, totally free. If you're on Facebook, also, please leave a comment on Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear from you. In fact... We had a comment come through before the show even started. It was from uh, Phil... Phil Manchu. Phil Manchu. And his comment basically said, uh, enough with the intro. At this rate, I'm going to be three sheets to the wind before you say folks at home. <laughs> What's he saying? It took too long? He's saying it took too long. He's saying he doesn't want to hear the sponsor nonsense. Well, Phil, what do you think? We're going to show up here and be volunteers? we got to pay the bills. we got to pay the bills. <laughs> Tell that to yeah, Phil. This ain't UNICEF, Phil. we got we got some bills <laughs> to pay around here. <laughs> UNICEF. Uh, but, it, but once again, please, uh, contact. Also, hit us up on our social media feed, at Ike Live Show, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Pete, we got a huge show, uh, two amazing champions coming on a little later in the show. Monumental but things mon happened. Monumental. But before that, let's. I, I, I feel bad if we didn't do a little bit of housekeeping. Let's do some housekeeping. And I want to start at, we talked about it, the Bassmaster Classic. Right. Uh, amazing to me, not only to be part of that show uh, fishing it, mm -hmm. but to have... Um, a lot of other pieces of our business there, and Bash University was there, Ike Live was there, and of course the Ike Foundation was there, and you guys killed it. I cannot <laughs> tell you. I had 70 comments, verbal comments from people, comments on social media. Any good comments? All good. All good except one. Good. Uh, Talking about, uh, I want to hear the one. <laughs> talking about how you guys rocked it, but man, what, dude, was that? What was that like? Because you guys, oh, let me let me corner the Ike live at the classic. You guys took the bull by the horns it, man? and knocked out Dave seventeen content pieces. That was amazing. In two and a half days, I binge listened, man. I, I dude, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that day I called you, I, yep. took, I was. 
two days in a row is listed into everything, man. Wow. Great job, dude. It's so impressive. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's impressive binge listening for all of that. Yeah, and I want to say two things. And here's – I want to let people at home know that a lot of these shows, the show we did tonight is, is scripted. Brian the Carpenter and Eric do an amazing job, especially Brian does an amazing job at scripting this stuff, Mm -hmm. planning this stuff. At the Classic, dude, you guys worked off the cuff. You were were literally working the the streets. Yes, working the the floor. He was grabbing guests out of the blue sky, and we were scrambling. We'd we'd take breaks, and we'd write notes and pass notes for questions and try to, you know, figure out what what we were going to talk to him about. Only Skeet Reese turned us down. Wow. (laughs) One turn down. It was Skeet. We did did get turned down. Wow. True story. Number two. That's the second time. At least, yeah. Wow. You want to talk about getting thrown into the fire, though. I mean... We're starting this thing, right? We're just getting the show up and running. And oh, Pete, by the way, you got to interview the head honcho at Bass, right? Jerry right, McKinnis? right out of the gate. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty so, amazing. That's yeah. pretty amazing. I, I tell you what, I loved about. It, and I told Brian this before is um, for a lot of people that listen to the show. Hmm. You know, it's something you turn on the radio or you turn on your internet or you watch it, and it seems so distant. The thing I loved about what you guys did at the Classic is people could see you up close. They could talk to you. Mm-hmm. They could see it happening. Yeah, so they, that was really they, cool. It was a connection that was brought to the show. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I'm going to corner – real quick, I want to corner Dave. We're already basically signed up. Next year, we're going to be live again from the Bassmaster Classic. It's going to be at awesome. Lake Hartwell. Uh, and, going to be awesome. And Dave, we need you there. No excuses. Can you give me a verbal – Barring that, like, there's like, I, yeah, I can give like one of your plants die or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be there with us? Okay. Yes, yes, verbal commitment. Okay. And Eric, barring yes. that you've got classes or something, we'd oh, love to have matter. you. Don't worry about okay, it. Okay. Yeah, so right. you heard it first here. The entire Ike Live crew at next year's classic at Hartwell. It's going to be awesome. That will be pretty awesome. Of course, I'll be fishing it. Yes. You know. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Dave might have to host Dave, that one. It'll be, You're it'll right. Be, it'll be a different show. I mean, I Show. <laughs> Everybody's gonna leave instead of smiling. Everybody's gonna be pissed off in this crowd. Offended. Oh, shoot. Yeah, people will be offended. And hey, I, I've got a, uh, I've got, I've got uh, some, some pics and videos from the classic. I like, I like to see some. Yeah, let's, uh, let's just roll into this. We'll yeah, let, about. let's have a little, uh, little yeah, view. Well, There's Skeet. We got a volume. Do we have the volume? Yeah, like, I'll totally be there, man. Like, you people are gnarly. Why the hell we got... Oh. You're all so rad. My bad. Start it over, bro. All right, let's start it over. That's on the carpenter. I did like that voice, though. So he didn't Look win. at the body language. Turning his shoulders away from Brian. <laughs> looking past Brian to his right. Totally not want anything to do with it. <laughs> Look at that. That took three seconds to figure that out. Nice wind noise, Brian. That, that is terrible. That is nice. Nice wind noise. Dude, he it. so wanted out of there. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> we got someone else. Wow. Uh, no. It's like he, you had uh, the yeah. rabies, Bri. He did agree to it. It was like you had the rapist. He did agree to it. We'll get him on one of these things. Yeah, there was either like a really attractive woman behind Brian, or he was just trying to escape. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm voting on escape yeah. on that one. Oh, we got we got something else. What do you got? You got anything else? I got a bunch of picks and stuff. Yeah, well, just keep keep floating the picks. I'm gonna keep talking. On, I, I'd actually like to jump into the fishing portion of it. You know, we're gonna talk a lot ah, about. Boo. The classic tonight uh, with Jordan, and we're going to talk about That's his win. Awesome. It was pretty yeah. magical. One, well, you mentioned this before, and I want to. Obviously, we're going to talk about the fishing, but doing that show in and watching the audience, 
react and stuff yeah. was really cool. So many cool stuff happened. You know, yeah. Larry Nixon walks by waving. You know, um, John Cruz comes up live during it and hugs me. You know, while Very we were cool. while we were broadcasting and yeah. you know just just Tommy countless Griffle and and, uh, and yeah. Watson going there, back and forth while Watson was sitting in the chair. There wow. it, there was there was this interaction going on and all all these these guys were walking by Mercer at, at the great. time. I enjoyed it. It was cool. Mercer, like that was one of my more favorite ones. Well, he, he's so good. It's so high energy. Yeah, he's high energy. Funny. Yeah. You know, he's well, he's 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 just never at a loss for words. He's, he yeah. he was awesome. Yeah. And there was so many good stuff. Like Roland Martin just does not give a shit. Yeah. And just oh, says, what? Yeah, that yeah. was, all, that that was that amazing. Whole thing we could talk that about. was amazing. I mean, that that is an Ike Live show within itself. We need to get him on this show uh, like, yeah. here one In day. Here. I don't know how to make it happen, mm-hmm. but it would be unbelievable. We've got all the booze for him out there. He was like my third stepdad growing up, man. Oh, yeah. me too. <laughs> all I did was watch him. Dude. Well, me too. Saw <laughs> he just He just no filter. He just lays it out there, and you like it or you don't like it, and you you got you got to love that yeah. about him. Yeah, I but, love uh, it. Uh, I, in fact, Dave, let's go back in time because we're such big Roland fans. Yeah. We both were in our teens. Definitely, dude. I mean, let's go back and let's go ahead. Brian, if you want to join in. Eric, if you know it. Pete, <laughs> let's go ahead and, and sing the theme song real quick, okay? Here it goes. Count of three. One, two, three. He's the great American fisherman. He'll fish anywhere. Anywhere there's water. Lord knows he'll be there. That's all. That's it. That was good. You were harmonizing. Thank you. Now, Rowan is an icon of the sport. And, and it's. And I love the fact that he got on live and sp- spoke his opinion. And it didn't matter because I, I know, Brian, we posted something. There were a lot of haters on what Rowan said. A couple. But it doesn't really? matter. Yeah. There were oh, some haters. There were on. some haters. Yeah. But I love that Did he anyone just... have an opinion anymore? Yeah. I know. <laughs> but I, I loved it. I you know it. who had their biggest crowd while we were interviewing? Was Gary Yamamoto. Gary Yamamoto. Wow. That awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty awesome. I mean, he... Uh, and and he, he the key to the Senko yeah. is table salt. How about that? No, Ta- popcorn salt. Is it popcorn salt? Popcorn salt. I didn't I even get. I didn't remember that correctly. He didn't talk about I was waiting to see if he did. And I know there's one more thing in there. The other guy's... Have a problem trying to yeah. mimic. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's been a there's been a lot of imitations out there. I think he still has he still has the best. Still the heaviest. Still the best. Yeah. I mean, he cre- he created the greatest. I want, it's got to be the greatest lure that's ever been designed. Right. You know. Yeah. And he created it from trying to duplicate a sluggo. Yeah, because he wow. was did, he, he yeah. was he wasn't hooking up with the sluggo. Right. He was missing fish in Florida, and he wanted to soften up the plastic. So he he wanted to create his plastic, yeah. you know, that would do the same thing. Yeah. but yet he would hook up. Amazing, and did, he, he mimicked it after a pen. Yeah, uh, the pen, and then he added ribs <laughs> to it so that That's it would good. look like something fishy. <laughs> yeah. And and here comes the Senko, the greatest fish catcher of all time. Wow, yeah. Jamie Hardman. Uh, also, he I didn't get a chance to visit with him, you know, coming off of just a masterful tournament down there at Toledo Bend. But he yeah. was he was in the crowd at, at, at Ike Live, and, wow. you know, I was able to, you know, see him and wave at him. And that, that was a really cool part about it is that interaction I with the audience. I think we'll get him in studio this summer. We'd love to get him I, in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's doing great. Yeah. You know, the thing about Jamie is he's all in with it right oh, now. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. paying off. You know yeah. what I mean? You go someplace, practice for two weeks before cutoff. 
Dude, you're mm. all in. You know what I mean? But he's got a story, too. Like, he has right? a story. We'll just save it for when he yeah. gets here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really one hey, of the better stories. Shout out to uh, Cole Daniels. Pete, you met him. Mike, I know you did. Cole Daniels, this yes. Is, this is his lovely girlfriend, Alyssa. Yes, we met those guys. Those guys were great. They were awesome. No, those guys were great. They were the best. I met them at uh, at Media Day and also met them at the Ike Live after party. That was, was a great time to talk about the Ike Live after party. Yeah. Dude, what an awesome... We're going to do that again. Yep. That's going to be another annual deal. That was fun. Is the Ike Live after party. That was great. Yep. It was great to see. It was a nice mix between fans of the show, fans of the sport, and companies that support this show and support the pro anglers. All mm-hmm. came up to celebrate, let their hair down. Yeah. Uh, really, really cool to see that. You know what, what I, I mean? I really liked it that it was after the Classic was over. After it was over, right. after the champions toast, yep. you know, we we waited. We wanted to make sure that it was, you know, the bastard or thing with the champions toast. Mm-hmm. And then traditionally, there's no place to go. Everybody's kind of on their own. Mm. So we said, here's the place. Come hang out, and it it really worked for year one. So yeah. Shout out to everybody that showed up to the Ike Live after party in yeah. Houston. Pretty awesome. Shout shout out you guys. Shout out to that one guy that applauded for me when I walked in the door at the after party. That, wow. Thank, Hold thank, on, but was it like thank you for that. So clap like yeah. Pete. It was one guy over in the corner. <laughs> that was one guy, but I saw another guy standing behind him. He was like, oh shit. That's that's Pete Glusick, bitches. <laughs> uh, dude, hey, that was, was fun. The, uh, you should have been there for that after party. That, yeah. was, that was a ball. Uh, next year. You know yep. what I mean? Like, things happen. Yeah, and... Uh, and turtle races. Yeah, and... Turtle races. Is that, that, turtle? Was, that was a turtle racing track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had big monitors around the track. Well, they had stadium they... seating around it. Where was that at? Uh, some bar. Oh, God. Yeah. And they, they would release turtles out of that... Out of that uh, that thing right there. I like turtles. And you could bet on them and win drinks. And I like turtles. Really? I yes. mean, that, that was it fun? Yeah. Because that thing I'd rather go to <laughs> the Dude, this was, this was before <laughs> the turtle races off. started. The stand I like turtles. I like cool. turtles. All right, let's keep going. Hey, keep going. shout out to Mark Jeffries for helping us pull that oh, Ike Live yeah. off at you, the Classic. Yeah, shout out to Mark Jeffries. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, man. Yeah, and if you're not watching it, uh, tune in to Bass Zone and, and Bass Talk Live. He's yep. the originator. That's the the original concept of this whole thing mm-hmm, came mm-hmm. from Mark. So please check out his stuff. We're going live to the nature, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Good imitation. Right wow. Yeah, <laughs> he was pointing at the camera and making his points. <laughs> uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, let, let's keep going. Uh, and I want to talk about um, this is another big news, which happened to coincide with all this mess of the classic and Ike Live being at the classic, was... The release of the new Going Ike series on the Pursuit Channel, and that happened. Uh, we've got uh, we're, we're we're two shows in, two shows, three shows in, and we have a new one coming up on Tuesday. <laughs> this Tuesday, and of course, everybody watching, if you haven't checked it out, please look at it. It's a new season of Going Ike airs on the Pursuit Channel, 7:30 p.m. on Tuesdays is the original airing. It re-airs again on Saturday and Sunday, and of course on Thursdays. You can get it on my YouTube channel, which is the Going Ike YouTube channel. Are you entering those into the uploaded uh, fishing content? No, but I'm thinking about you it. You should enter them. I think I could win myself a boat. I would, I would, Am I eligible I would, for I that, do you think? Probably not. Eligible? Yeah. <laughs> Upload it fishing? Could I just put a whole Going Ike episode up there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I'm sure I wouldn't be eligible. Uh, this week's show, let me give everybody a little teaser. So tomorrow night's show is a fishing on the upper Mississippi River with the one and only 
Dan Quinn from Rapala. Oh, it's going to be great. Sweet nice. Caroline. Sweet Caroline. We have a big... Uh, I won't give too much away, but let me tell you, we have a big payoff happening at the end of the show. Did you sing? Uh, even better. <laughs> even better. Uh let me uh, let me remind you. This is exciting. Ike Foundation event is open for registration. Uh, this is the second year in a row we're having it on the Delaware River out of the Camden waterfront. The dates on the Ike Foundation tournament this year: Saturday, July eighth. Also, adding a kayak division this year. More information to come. Uh, go to the IkeFoundation.org to get information there. And even more media than that, Pete. Real quick. For someone that has uh, kids they want to take fishing, a neighbor, a cousin, a brother's kid, a random stranger kid, bring them out and get them introduced to fishing. We're going to be at Haddon Lake Park on Sunday, May 7th from noon to 3. Totally free event. Come out. We've given Flambo stuff out. We've got hot dogs. It's going to be awesome event. And they might even do an extra stocking there for us with some really? trouser trouts. So. That's my spot right there. That's where, I, that's where I sprint my hills and do my ropes right there. That's your there, spot, dude. so you know yeah, it. Man. And they catch them there. Apparently, they catch snakehead in that place as well. I haven't seen They it. get through the tube there somehow. Mm. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, I don't either. But. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, let's see. Uh, Major League Fishing uh, had their Summit Cup mm-hmm. over the last couple weeks. And I had to hold it in for months and months and months. <laughs> and, I know somebody uh, that won that. Well, let's let's phrase that right. You said they had it within the last couple of weeks. They had it within the last like couple of half six years. months. They've had right. it since it the end of ago. August. Yeah, so and <laughs> and you know that weeks. yeah that model is I, I totally get it. I TV. love it. Yeah, it's for TV. We sign a waiver. We can't say anything, and I abide by that. But it's like very anticlimactic, you know, because. I went and fished my heart out and won this event, and I've I've been working. This is six years I've been trying to yeah. win one of these. I finally win one. I and you I, can't tell anybody. I, I compete and beat the greatest anglers in the world, <laughs> and I gotta like bite my knuckle. Like, well, no, and two things about that. So one, I don't know how anticlimactic is, and honestly, he, I didn't know. He didn't tell me. There's other people he might. I, he didn't tell me anything. I did not know. I when I was watching it, I was watching it as if. It was almost like my mom taught I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to put you to sleep. My mom, when she was a little girl, used to tell me stories, right? When they would get news about World War II, they would go to the movie theater. And they would actually sit in the movie theater, and it happened like six months ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was like it was almost like getting that. It was like, it was like oh, my God. Right. Boy, it's got to figure out a way to get this out sooner with the TV. Yeah. You know? But yeah. it still was pretty awesome. I yeah. love the model, man. It, it's no, it's, it's awesome. Congratulations. Thank man. you. Thank you. Yeah, Major, Major League Fishing is a really cool show, and uh, it, it was – I really felt like it was a missing – you know, like it was something I wanted to win – before you know, before it's all said and done for me and, and competing, so it was not. It was nice to get it out of the way, and I'm sure we're going to ask Jordan that same question tonight. You know, yeah. that's one that you want to like get out of the way and just put you know put on mm-hmm. the mantle. And hey, it's if, you're nice. in, if you're in Boyd's ear, tell him to add like one of them like old newscasters into his like TV show to like re- reveal the old news. You know what I mean? <laughs> the old newscaster, yeah, like, you know, like yeah, yeah. and then uh, you know, back in the back in the day, you know, I can only wonder. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. gotta get one of those dudes in there. <laughs> They got the money. They could probably hire yeah, one. Yeah, you know. Brian, what are you playing? Old time newsreel music. <laughs> wow, that's quicker on the sound effects than you've ever been any show ever. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, well, you know. 
That is crazy. Oh, uh, this this just in. The German army has invaded France and reports in that even the French unborn have figured out a way to surrender. <laughs> and in other news, MLF has announced its inaugural 2010 season. Results to be released in 2017 should be a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> Hard on the MLF. <laughs> oh boy. Well, there goes getting an MLF. <laughs> we were going to have an MLF show coming up. We're trying. Might be gone. Uh, anyway, it was, it was it was an awesome win, and uh, and I'm and I'm stoked about it. Uh, Dave, actually, let me catch up with you real quick. What's going on with you? Because I, I saw you fishing in Florida a little bit. You got new yeah. stuff going on. What's happening? Right. So. For people that don't know, which is all everyone listening, I, I work in the <laughs> I work in the trucking industry, and I worked with one company for 13 years, and I, I drove for a little bit before I got into uh, management, and I came on with a new company, a hundred year old company from the south that's branching up to the northeast now. Yeah. And the training occurred in Jacksonville for three weeks. Very cool. So I where I stayed, and people who are listening from Jacksonville will know of. Um, I forgot the name of it already, but there was this like, you know, min- was, like this mineral pit behind the hotel where I was staying at. Oh, like St- like a Stella's, dude. Exactly the size of Stella's, yeah. with no one fishing it. Wow. It was it, it was awesome, you know. I didn't get yeah. any, I didn't get any really big ones, but I mean, you know, three three and a half pounder. Did you do any saltwater fishing? Nah, the, 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 the... nah. So when I was training, I, I would go in at midnight, get off about eight nine in the morning, get about four hours sleep, go to the gym and fish till it was time to go back, fish till dark, go home yeah. and eat and go back into the job, man. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It was so awesome. th- it was three nice. straight weeks, or yeah, was it? Yeah, three, three, yeah, three wow. straight weeks. They would fly me in on a Monday, fly me out on a Friday night. Yeah, very cool. But yeah, it's a good deal. So you know, with with the new hours, you know, yeah. I'll be I won't miss any of the week. You, you won't be able to thwart my appearance here. You start having them at like eleven in the in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Yeah, then you know that now. The fix is in. We're gonna do a special serial show. Yeah. that you're gonna miss. In uh, another big news, Pete, and this is this is interesting and. Big friend of the show. We want to give him a shout-out real and quick. And in other news. And in other news. Uh, <laughs> Mark Zona, uh, Z, uh, introduced his Zona Live, uh, I guess about, what, three, three, four, five weeks ago, about a month ago. And it's been awesome. I've I've watched uh, tidbits of both of them. Mm-hmm. He did the first one with, with Hackney. Greg Hackney mm-hmm. down uh, in Louisiana. And he did the second one with Kevin, who knows where, but they... Axed them, mm-hmm. it, it smashed them. It was pretty amazing, but uh, it, I, I love the concept. You know what I mean? Newsflash: Mark Zona of Zona Live, not to be mistaken with Ike Live, is going to announce a new hat fashion. Apparently, he's going to wear a ball cap with a flat brim. Where can one purchase such a hat? <laughs> Is he is he accusing Mark of, of stealing the Ike Live concept? No. no. <laughs> I, I would see Z wearing a flat bill. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but it's an it is an awesome show, and I I, I love the concept because this just in: Mark Zona has capped a new catchphrase, coined "Never Stop Trying." <laughs> I'm sorry. I love the old newscaster. 
Is it going to be another? I grew up on the History Channel, dude. That's all you see, man. Like dude. the old newscast. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I can no, do it all like night. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> forget what I was going to say. Uh, no, it's it's an awesome show, and the thing I love about it, it's it's you know fishing. You know what I mean? It's, so they're taking the success of Bassmaster Live, where two guys are on the water fishing. And, and and they're they're building on that format, and I I love it. And in fact, I don't want to give too much away, but I am planning one with Z uh, later this year. And I don't, I don't. That's all I want to say about it. But you got, you got will, a spot picked? Well, I'll say this: there's a good chance it'll be better than the place that him and Kevin just fish. What? Yes. Wow. Around yes. here? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to give too much away yet. Well, they really struggled with Hackney. They had a front front come in. They and did. They well, were they were wrestling with that. Well, they water. struggled, and they're on Gros Savon, which is like the absolute best place in the world. So you know, but they're Florida strains. So mm-hmm. even on the best place in the world with Florida strains, you're going to deal with right. that. But yeah, he's good. I love that show, man. Yeah, it's a good show. Uh, shout out to to Z on Zone Alive. So you can't save it now. <laughs> Oh, I can go on. He's at he's at home right now listening. He's cutting the throat of a deer head <laughs> with a switchblade right now. He's cutting the throat of that thing. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, another good friend of the show, Brian Bickle, who uh, a lot of people know. He was diagnosed with MS uh, probably a year ago, or not not quite a year ago. Mm. Yeah, maybe oh, wow. six six months ago or so, uh, battling it like champ. Mm. Uh, but he he announced his retirement. He's going to step away from hockey, pursue some other things. And uh, do you have the video, Bry, to pull up mm. as I'm talking about this? I'll, I'm looking for. Okay, it. we're going to see if we can pull it up. But yeah. here's the thing I love. So Bickle announces his retirement. He's in his last game. They go into overtime uh, into a shootout. It's tied up. And and Bix goes down to win the game against the Flyers, by yeah. the way, and scores a goal, ends the game. No, it wasn't, end, yeah, it was the shootout. Yeah, the shootout. Yeah, ends mm-hmm. his game, ends his career with wow. a winning goal and a shootout oh, wow. against the Flyers. Dude, oh, that's fitting. Is there a better way? No. I mean, I, w- I no, there is one more. If he's yeah. if he's holding up the cup, skating around the you yeah. Know, well, he's done that a few times. But getting so. getting yeah. that yeah, goal with the cup, you know? yeah, like, that's amazing. I, it, it was amazing. It was really, uh, you know. In fact, Brian the Carpenter, I think I was I was on tour somewhere. I don't know. I was fishing, and he like immediately texted me with a link to a replay of it, and I watched it. No, I, yeah, I've, I filmed that. Oh yeah, it was it was crazy. And I was like when almost. Did, when did he get back to you, Bri? Like months after you sent it to him? Actually, right now. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Mike, thanks for yeah. We had a fight party the other night. Send you an invitation, no response. No response. <laughs> so everyone who's listening that gets mad at Mike for not responding to him, yeah. I've known him for 30, 30 plus years now, and I don't even get a response from a fight party. <laughs> he, he even came out. There. That was a good party. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Good Pete, did you beat your chest? Not no oh, no okay. no. We didn't get the. If I'd have went out for the after after party, maybe I would have. But yeah, and they were shooting my son's Nerf gun all over the place. He's got some high tech stuff, man. Yeah. He's got a tank that shoots Nerf bullets and all kinds of crap. Yeah, and uh, let's let's keep it going. I want to give a shout out to another friend of the show. Was a friend of the show before Brian chased them out. Ed Bassmaster, <laughs> uh, our very own Ed Bassmaster. Uh, birth of his uh, third child. Fourth. F- fourth child. 
He's, he's got one previous. You're right. Yeah. Fourth child. Yeah. Congratulations to Ed. Uh, had a baby boy, Keegan Ryder, uh, a few days ago. Congratulations, Ed. Dude, so uh, I was texting uh, the morning he had his baby, and it took him like two days to, to name the baby. It was Him and Jen were going back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to name him Roland Martin Bassmaster. <laughs> oh, man. She wouldn't go for it. She wouldn't buy it. She wouldn't go for Roland. Roland. Wow. Roland Martin Bassmaster. Wow. It would have been awesome, though. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, let me remind everybody watching, we want to hear from you. Please uh, contact us through the IM. Instant messaging right there next to your screen. Also, hit us up with social media at Ike Live Show. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, and Pete, third segment tonight. We're opening up the phone lines. We're going old school tonight. I love the call in. Yeah. So the yeah. fans that hang in there with us through the entire show, mm-hmm. even you guys watching on Facebook Live right now, hang in there with us. You're going to have a chance to call us on a toll free number and, and whatever you want to talk about. We're pretty yeah. open. We don't have a screen, a call screener. No. So. We don't have anybody to screen them. <laughs> Let me, uh, I know there's probably some messages coming through right now. Asking about the beer of the show tonight, and uh, we've got a really good one that Dave brought in. Dave, you want to tell them a little bit about this? This is Tonewood Brewing Company, right here local in South Jersey. Yeah, it's next town over from where I live, and uh, actually Jim Fishwick, who came around my house for the fight that, that night, yeah. we had our little thing here. He, he brought those over, man. They're amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian went and picked up a case to, to bring for the show tonight. Really good, and it's uh, we're drinking the Fuego IPA tonight. It's Tonewood Brewery out of Oakland, New Jersey. Uh, check them out. Delicious IPA. Thank you for the beers tonight. Most Pre- delicious. Pretty awesome. Uh, it's, it's pretty special, man. It's good. It's good stuff. And Brian the Carpenter, do we do we want to Eric? Do we want to catch up? We have any anything uh, groundbreaking that's coming through before we get Murray on the phone? Anything earth shattering on the IMs? Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't know, nobody knows. <laughs> Good work, son. <laughs> we interrupt this televised show with breaking news. <laughs> Mike Iaconelli claimed the Summit Cup last summer erstwhile, and in other news, fishing fans worldwide are still navigating the complete the FLW.com to see who won Lake Cumberland. Suddenly, the clickbait article titled This MILF Never Saw What Is Coming is most appealing. <laughs> Where does this guy keep coming from? <laughs> oh, God. This is unbelievable. <laughs> news, man. Wow. What I, is this? We got a book of notes over there, man. I'm telling you. We got well, a lot more to come. Well, you know, the funny thing is that newscaster talked a lot of smack that's untrue until the FLW thing about their website. It's horrible. <laughs> it's actually gotten better. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> FLW site's totally terrible. Uh, we're eventually, uh, Brian, I think we're going to get uh, John Murray on the yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to get, all right. Do you want to talk about your classic? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could talk a little bit about it when we get Jordan on the phone. I mean, I, we could talk about it for a sec, yeah. I think I know we'll talk about Jordan, you know, when he or yeah. his classic. But we were pulling. I mean, you, it's a, it's amazing how many top tens you've been able to acquire in the classic. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know what it is. It's definitely something about that event that, that when I'm when I 
get on them, yep. I catch them. But I've also had some really, really bad Well, ones you too. have some had you some know. really bad Everybody has that's made that many classics. But, you know, it's uh, I think you're like, I don't know, number five or number six in top tens. Wow. Uh, all time. Wow. In the classic. That's crazy. Uh, I didn't know that. But we were pulled. It was, it was really cool. And um, I got to see this. This was, this was really neat. Uh, when you were catching fish or you were on live to watch Steli in Vegas and, uh, you know, come over. Because yeah. when you, like, we would holler at him when they were in the booth. Hey, he's on. And, and your whole family would come over and watch and, and watch Vegas, watch him watch it, you know, fascination. Of course, you were, I gotta be honest, you were having a hard time competing with Moana. And wow. for Steli, you know, she wouldn't take the she wouldn't take the headset off. She loves that. She loves <laughs> Jake, Jake loves it too. But it was yeah. that that was really cool watching your family react, and and we were you know following you, and that la- the last day when you I mean you caught that monster, big one early. I mean that relatively was relatively early. That that was amazing. We were all yeah. we we're all pulling for you to win that yeah. one, but it, it was it was a good tournament. You know, it's, it was uh, it, it, it was a challenging event. You know, it was one of those ones where you, you're going to get Five to ten bites a day, and, uh, and and you know the first two days, things fell into place over mm-hmm. the course of that eight-hour day. The last day, things fell into place early, and then it kind of sizzled out, you know. So did you? Do you think I, you stayed with it too long on the third day, or what I, do you think? I, I mean, you could all in hindsight, you could always go back and and say I should have did this. You know, if mm-hmm. I if I could go back. As soon as I caught that second fish, I caught the big one. About three casts later, I caught another one. It was about two and a half. I would have stayed till I felt like that spot was done. But at that moment, I should have ran right up the river. I fished deep for about another hour, hour and a half, and then ran up there. But at that moment, I should have ran straight up. Yeah. And I should have stayed up there until I had to run back. Instead, I fished deep for about another hour. Didn't work. I ran up there. I stayed up there till 2 o'clock. And I decided to run back the last hour to see if I can get another big bite. I should have just stayed and committed up there. Right. And, you know, my downfall on that last day was not figuring out how they changed upriver. Because upriver was the way that I was going to win it. There wasn't enough big bites for me down in the deep water. Um, and it just didn't work out. But, dude, there's so many factors that go into the classic. And we're going to have John Murray on here in a second, and we're going to talk about spectators. But literally there was a guy – that fished in one of those areas I fished in. I found, basically, I found an uh, I call it an exit hole. You know, it's a spot where every fish that goes into this cove, you know, you've got a giant cove, and you've got a little tiny entrance in going into this big cove. Every fish going in or out of that cove has to go through that hole. Mm-hmm. And I figured this little deal out, little channel swing. We're going to talk to Jordan later because he found it. He came in on me the day I caught him. He saw me there and left, which is really cool. I'm going to talk to him about that. But um, I, I, I found that in practice and I went to it. This guy challenged me for that water every day of the Classic. Every day of the Classic, this guy challenged me for the, the same asshole. guy was in there. The first day he was in there fishing out of, in a John boat. You know, they had like a 9-9 on the back. He switched boats? And he had the same hat on, and I remembered his face. I remembered his ugly-ass face. And that guy was in there harassing me, catching some, you know? Like, I saw him hook up with like a four-pounder, and I, he saw that I saw him have this fish on. He grabbed his line and bit it off with his teeth. Tied another one on and kept fishing. I'm like, Why? finally somebody chased. Yeah, finally somebody chased him out. Well, how long, how long though, before your spectators ran him out of there? 
an hour, two hours, a couple hours. Spectator, the first day. So spectator round them out. Spectators, that's too long, guys. If you're going to follow these guys, you got to police. Yeah, these police some waters quicker. Man. You got to do it quicker. Yeah, and I don't care who you're following. Yeah, all right, skeet fans, chase them assholes out yeah. of there as soon as you see them. Yeah. And the second day, so I thought that was that. The second day I go in there, and as I'm idling in, there's two kayakers that are on it that see me coming in and paddle away, and they go down to the point which there's fish on that point, too. And I look, and it's the same dude and his buddy in kayaks the second day. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Multifaceted. Dude. So they were there. I didn't go right there. I fished around for mm. a couple hours. So who knows how long they were in there beating on it. I don't get it. The third day, I go in there late. I didn't go in there till the afternoon, till the very that last hour and a half of the day. I pull in there. There's that same guy again in the center console. He was in three different boats. It was the same guy. Scrubby McScrubberson, wearing that same dumb green hat, was in there all three days. I mean, you know, something like that again. And I'm not crying. Jordan won fair and square. But that shit changes the outcome of a turn. You know? And that culture of competing with somebody... Um, Put your 5500 up and jump in the event, tough guy. Do you think he was doing it on purpose, like, to get you... you yeah, but my, he's got to know. know. Here's here's this guy in a boat that looks unlike any other boat you'll see. I mean, all these guys, and then uh, eighty people watching him. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think was yeah. happening? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I clearly. I mean, less sling blades out there fishing. You know, like how hey, you're not going to know what's <laughs> what's happening. Hey, yeah. we, we discussed it. I think the tournament for the classic. I think the waters need to be shut down. Yeah. I think it's they have the a, power to do it. I shut tough, shut them down yeah, for it's fishing. It's such a tough. You know, call because yeah. it's public fishery and and I'm, we're going to get John can, on the phone here a second. And I want I want to address it with John and talk about Toledo. I don't mm-hmm. think he dealt with it that much, but you know, on Toledo, it was horrific. Just as it was even worse yeah. a couple weeks ago in Toledo. I had on the last day I counted, I had twelve guys idle around me, shut down. I heard the beeps, shut down, and either fish behind me or in front of me. Twelve mm. times it happened. That's unbelievable. On the last on on Saturday, the last Sorry day that I fished. That. Wow. It's yeah. crazy. It's unbelievable. All right, enough about that. I want to get this guy on the phone uh, and and on Skype and uh, uh, coming off a huge huge win on a tournament that was a lot tougher than what it looked like on paper. And we're we're going to talk about how how tough it was. Uh, this guy I've known for a long time. He's one of the true veterans of the sport. A guy that's changed the sport and shaped the sport, uh, and has won everything there is to win out west. Uh, but we're, we're, I want to talk to him about this win. I know it's big for him. So happy to see him bust this one through. Awesome um, to see. Joining us via Skype, John Murray. John Murray, congrats. Hey, John, how you doing tonight? Good, talking to you too. Uh you too is always a good thing, man. Yes, yes. Well, we're stoked to have you on the show. Are you are you home? Are you still traveling? Where are you at right now? I actually got home the other day. We got a bass open on Chickamauga, so I've been practicing out there a little bit, and uh, so I can sleep in my own bed and fish a bass tournament. I've never done that before. Wow, that's that's awesome. Oh, that's cool. a, a, lo- a lot of guys watching tonight and listening know you, John. They know your name. They know you as a West Coast guy. Let everybody know how long ago did you make the move? To Tennessee, and I, I want to know. I'm curious about this. Has that move to help you as an angler? Has it has it helped you to physically relocate and and get on some Tennessee water, some Tennessee River stuff? You know, I, I that's that was the plan. I wanted to live on a TVA lake and and really try to up my game. Uh, TVA lakes have have got me 
uh, in trouble many times. So I thought maybe if I just put a little effort into learning this system, it'd help. About a year and a half ago, I moved here. Always wanted to live on a lake, and that's that was the motivation to live here. Um, cut down the drive time. The longest drive I have now is about 12, 13 hours, which you know you can't even get across Texas in that from the West Coast. So yeah, there was a lot of factors going involved. Um, you know, I. I I really have, don't feel like I've changed much fishing-wise. Um, I, I don't really finesse fish. You don't finesse fish much on TVA lakes. So uh, I guess that's, I've cut down a little bit on that. That's about the only thing I notice that, that I've changed. Yeah, and, and for those of you guys listening, uh, John, i I got to tell you, I don't remember the number, but you've won like – 3,400 boats or something out west. It, it's incredible. Uh, it's it's amazing to me the dominance that you had out there all those years. And here's something else I want to throw out there for, for all our listeners. And I want to put you on the spot. I'm just going to say it. Dude, you're a forefather of a lot of the techniques that guys are using day in and day out. You're, you're one of the guys that brought this stuff to light. Is that a strange feeling now to sit back all these years later and look at look at drop shotting, look at dart heading, look at spider grubbing, and all these techniques that guys take for granted? And you were there from the very beginning. Is that a strange feeling? It is because you, when you grow up with it and you sort of introduce it, you feel like you really know those techniques really well, and then someone comes along and, and pushes it a little further. Yeah, and that's that's the weird thing. You go. Man, I, I I sort of stopped at level A. I needed to go to level mm-hmm. Z, you know. So I think that's the biggest thing for me is that you, if you even think you understand something and really are really good at something, you're you're really not there yet. You you need to keep evolving and keep keep trying new stuff. And and that's what I've learned watching something. You know, Jordan Lee winning winning or getting second up there at Cayuga last year, flipping drop shots on spawning fish. You know, we've been doing that for 20 years. And I didn't even do it in that tournament. So, yeah, yeah there's some of those things you're just like, man, I, I just either forget or you just sort of overlook stuff now. Yeah. Now, uh-huh. I, I want to know, how the hell are you going to fish with a straight mind this week after that big win? <laughs> I mean, you got to still be on cloud nine. I, I tell you, this is serious. Like, the Delaware River win for me was going on how many years? Two or three years ago probably now. Yeah. And I'm still least, thinking think about three. it. Three years mm-hmm. later, I'm mm-hmm. still thinking about it. Are you going to be able to focus this week, or are you still just out of your mind excited? Yeah, I, I really don't have any interest in fishing Chickamauga. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. You know, I did it because I live here. I don't ever fish down there. And I can actually lock into my lake and fish in my front yard. I might do that just to do it. But, uh, <laughs> I can't catch them down there. I don't know. You know, there's. I, I, I just don't have any interest. I was out there two or three hours the last couple of days, and that's about it. So, yeah, it's it's sort of good to get it out of your system because I know we got to get serious next week again. And uh, so this is this is my mess around week, and hopefully I can get, get geared up and catch them a little bit at Ross Barnett. Yeah. Now I, I I want I want to switch gears and talk about Toledo because again I I mentioned it right before you came on. A lot of fans of the sport were sitting back home and they're you know watching in the updates and watching the bass track and they're like God, fishing on Toledo is unbelievable and it's you know you're catching fifty a day, a hundred a day. It <laughs> really it really wasn't like that. T- tell us a little bit about. You know, it, it was a tough event. You had you had a couple special things going on, but it wasn't easy. Um, did, John, did your practice? Did you know going in that you had a shot to win this event? 
No, I, I fished the same spot I fished for years, and I pulled up in practice, and I caught a five and an eight, and I left. So wow. that means there were two active fish up there, or there was a big school up there. I didn't know. I don't. I don't ever want to know till the yeah. tournament. I didn't even start there. So I mean, you can tell how confident I was that there was a big school there. I went down towards the dam, and I caught a ton of fish down there. And uh, the first day, and just because I was worried about catching a limit, actually. I wanted to make sure I had five in the boat before I went up there. So, yeah, it's a, it, the lake gets so much pressure. Guys know so much about that lake now that there's no glory spots. You can go out there and catch 20 or 30 anymore. Yeah. Uh, you catch five or 10, you did a really good job on a spot. Yeah, it, it was tough. And, uh, I mean, I had um, the second day of the tournament, Pete, day two, I had six keeper bites the entire day so it was it was brutal it wasn't the toledo bend that you think of when you close your eyes and you think of you know just casting on a spot over and over and mm-hmm. setting the hook it, it was a lot tougher fishery well you, the second day i caught my fifth fish with uh eight minutes left wow so, yeah i, I Man. It, was, it was ridiculous i tell well, you got some you got some history there. You they kept talking about it on the live uh, portion, John. That you had a, a derby there where you had giant six pounders in your hands and lost them off of, off of that same ridge. Yeah, it's sort of funny. Last year on that same deal, uh, I was on a crank bite, a deeper crank bite, like twenty twenty five foot crank bite, and I I swung like four of my five pounders in the boat and got them. Well, three in the last two days were like over six. So I tried to reach down and grab them and I touched all of them and all of them jumped off. So then when I catch three, almost seven this year, I'm like, well, I guess I just sort of, you know, replaced them from last year. But yeah, I was (laughs) hearing how last year was so frustrating. I mean, I was pulling my hair out and then this year everything came together and I got them in. Yeah. It's amazing. And you know what I, I find interesting is that spot, that area, that general area, and it's changed changes a little every time you go, but that general area has been so good to you all these years. It's amazing to me. It's such a it's such a special spot when you think about it. Mm. Holding up over the course of all those years, that's a that's a special spot. Did um did the spectators were spectators an issue for you up there, or because it was north of the bridge, did that give you a little bit of buffer? You know, I was worried about the last day because I had a big stringer going into the last day, and that wind was so strong, and there were so many waves that, yeah, I had the most I had at one point was like six or seven boats, and a couple of those were just camera guys. So, yeah, I, I kept smiling. I'm like, man, they can't get out here. They don't want to come out here. <laughs> the second, the third day, they're all on Casey. I could see Casey's group. There were 15 or 20 of them on him, but I could see them about a mile off, but they weren't coming to bother me. So that was beauty of it. And and the fact, it, it was sort of eerie. You know, you watch it live all these years, you sort of know, hey, if there's a bunch of boats, you probably got a shot to win. By the end of the day, there was nobody following me. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe I, someone else must be having a big, bigger bag than yeah. I do because no one's <laughs> with me. But, I mean, it was so rough. Um, I, I, I lost most of them crossing, crossing those boat wakes, you know. Yeah. Now, why, why do you think it is that lake? Because that lake likes you. Toledo Bend really, really likes you. Um, unlike Lake Conroe, which hates my fucking guts, <laughs> Toledo Bend loves you. What? What's that relationship? Why? Why do you have that relationship with Toledo Bend? 
You know, I think it's like you in Delaware River. You have those positive vibes when you get there. You got an area you have confidence in. You got techniques that you have confidence in. You just everything feels right when you get there. Um, you know, I, I got Clark's Hill. I'm 0 for 5 on Clark's Hill. I mean, I, I, I never want to see Clark's Hill again. And so, yeah, I mean, there's certain lakes that just really work for you. And certain ones, man, you can do anything you want. You just And Chickamauga is sort of like on the bad list for me. So <laughs> I, I, I'm a little leery about that. I might come up to Watts Bar just because of that. But, yeah, it's, it's funny how certain lakes jive with you and others won't. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I know. I've, I have that with some some hate well, me, some love me. Well, and and for those of you that might not know, he you won the Open Championship uh, on Toledo Bend, um, and that was an impressive win. That was a that was a monster win where you absolutely crushed the field. Um, well, and, and now you know the key, the best thing about that, I caught my limits each day on a drop shot. So I always said, man, I want to turn a drop shot on Toledo Bend. So I always loved that part of it. I caught my big ones then ripping a, 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 rat, a rattle trap by stumps, but burning it. I mean, burning as fast as you could reel it. But I mean, to catch the good solid limit each morning, I'd go drop shot. So that, that was always a sort of a brag for me that I could I could win a term on Toledo Bend drop shotting. Well, there, there's. Um, I want to bring up a, a, a bad piece about those wins because you and I are in the record books um, at Bass, and I didn't know I was in until just earlier. But um, you, it was 12 years and five months since your previous Bass win, which was on Toledo Bend, and um, I'm a, that put you in ninth place in the longest span between wins. But you're, I, I dwarf you. I'm in sixth place <laughs> with 13 years and six months between wins. Wow. And, uh, but anybody know who's in first place? Even a guess? Nobody's going to, it's not a trivia question, but we okay. could make it one. Um, do you know the answer? I know the answer. Oh, well, let's make it a trivia question. We got let's make it a question. trivia question. 16 years. Between wins is the first place guy, and he's he's an old wow. school guy to give you a tip. But um, but yeah, but that I mean that's congratulations on that. You know I hate to I hate to bring up that bad stuff, but I do want to bring <laughs> up the good stuff because you this is the trivia question. Do you, I'm going to ask another trivia trivia question. Two Maybe trivia I should questions. do it right now because this was my because <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to give we away do. so uh um Quickly. yeah well that's where is he at the right there that, what you got it the uh the first trivia question i was gonna i was gonna say who there's other than man i, I don't know how i'm gonna say this one i think i'm we're just gonna go with that because i'm gonna point this out because it's awesome other than the 1984 classic which Rick Clun won by 25 pounds, you have the second heaviest winning margin in the history of bass. Did you know that? No. Wow. You, you won by 16 pounds, 4 ounces. Yeah, over, Toledo Bend. Over, yeah, I over second I, place. I, I, I thought Timmy Horton had like two or three more than that. No, it's a, it, that's, um, well, that came right from the man, and you're, uh, you're in second place in the heaviest winning wow. margin of BASS. Congratulations on that. Wow. Uh, yeah. So was that a question? No. No. Because you question. gave the answer. That was a compliment. That was, that was a compliment. <laughs> I, we already gave the trivia question. question. Let me remind everybody watching <laughs> and listening, if you've got questions for John Murray, please hit us up on our instant messaging. Eric will get your questions through to John. John, I want to I talk about you use several baits to win. 
and and I love that. I, I love when tournaments are won with different baits, and you got to kind of rotate between things to catch your limit. But I I, I gotta. I know you've talked about it a million times, but I gotta talk about. The oldies but goodies, because I'm the same way. I know Pete is. I know Dave and Brian. We've all got baits that we keep that don't see the light of day until tournaments. Talk a little bit about you used a few jerk baits, you used a few rip baits this week, and you had a couple special old ones. Tell us a little bit, people listening that don't know about it, tell us a little bit about what that bait was and, and how old that bait is, and tell us about some of the history behind that bait. Yeah, the, the one I used that was oldest was an old Smithwick Rogue, Super Rogue, that was uh, the, before they solidified the bills. So this bill's really flimsy. It cracks. I mean, it looks horrible. But it has a lot more flash than the new ones that are that track nice, but they don't flash side to side as well. So this bait, I'm just re, you know thinking about my jerkbait bites, you know, 25 years ago, how good that bait was when it was off color, fish were chasing gizzard shad, and that bait works so good. So that's where it came from. I dug, I had, I brought three of them. I, I have a whole box of them here in my house, but I only took three of them there. And the second day I tried to swing a six pounder with uh, two minutes left in the tournament and it snapped off, but it took one of my 30 year old rogues. Oh. So I gave him two. But yeah, and, and I saw a clown, which I didn't catch him on in practice. I couldn't catch him on the clown. I was catching him on the silver back, black back in practice. So uh, yeah, the Clown Rogue goes back to Clear Lake, goes back to uh, Folsom, Shasta, all the northern Cal Lakes back in the day. That was the hot bait um, for years back there um, that, you know, we used. And, and I don't know, I, I, I just like you, I keep them. I got a stash. Yeah. I need that confidence. I bring them out. I know a fish will bite it. Yeah, I, I've got them. I've got them, and they stay in my boat. I've got Bagley's. And wiggle warts that I tell you, I'm telling you, Pete, I wouldn't sell for a thousand dollars. I would not sell. And they got the little. I put a little. Uh, I use a black sharpie, and I put like a little dot, a mm-hmm. little X, just underneath the throat. You know, just to make sure that when I'm rummaging through, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's the one. You know what I mean? And and I, they're the deal. I've got gorilla glue. I put them back together. I re-epoxy them. <laughs> I've I, I've had one crankbait. I won a hundred thousand dollars on. And um, and unfortunately, I lost it. Like you lost that bait. He, the fish cracked it in half, and I came back with just the bill. Uh, yeah. I, I still have five pose two hundreds. Pose two hundreds. Wow. I got <laughs> a bunch of pose. I got three hundred, four hundred. Not I a got two hundreds. Need the twos. The twos. <laughs> Those left. Those nope. are the same thing. You know, you need that silent wood crankbait. I mean, that was the first deep diving crankbait out west. Uh, the big pose when they were called po plugs back in the day. Gary Klein got on those and. Man, we used to just kill them on those things. And, and it's a bait I don't throw a lot, except when something needs a little switch up. You know, you go that quiet bait. Yeah. Now, you were using that jerk bait to, to pull spawning fish up. Is that Was that the pattern? Because I heard him talking about it on live that you and Skeet uh, had kind of figured out this, this big fish bite. And, and it, it was getting spawning fish with a jerk bait. Yeah, way out on those flats, anywhere from four to six feet of water, they were spawning. And I know they were there. You know, you catch a male and then you catch a female. Wow. Um, yeah, and they, they were, you couldn't see the bottom. You couldn't tell anything. But Skeet had got onto it with a big swim bait. They'd come up and bust it. I was throwing that big jerk bait because they'd eat it. And I just had a lot more confidence. But the, the, you could see them come off certain those stumpy points out there where mm-hmm. no one was looking for them. You know, and guys were dragging Carolina rigs and stuff. But, yeah, they wanted to come up and bust something. And that's, you know, that was a great pattern down there that, that week for us. And you get 
one to three big bites a day doing it. So that's that's what I was you know going to live and die with. Yeah. Uh, Eric, we've got some IMs coming through. John, what do you got for us? Good questions from a few different places, Facebook and Instagram too. I'm going to start cool. with the IMs though. Now this guy asked a good question. He asks if you have any concern living on the East Coast now that you're going to miss out on that new technique that's coming out of the West. Uh, it is sort of funny, but I have pretty good hookups out there. I got a technique that I'm going to try at uh, Ross Barnett that I'm pretty excited about that I don't think anybody out here has tried yet. So, yeah, I, I, it's amazing now with all the social media and stuff, man, you can stay up to date. I don't have to go visit with anybody anymore. Uh, you get these texts and you get the your, and you're like, man, that, that sounds pretty good. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to affect me. So what is the technique? <laughs> Give us a hint. What's it like? He tried. He's, he always tries. It's gonna be. I don't know about Ross Barnett. I've never been to Ross Barnett, so I don't know if it's gonna work there. But the technique itself is pretty good. I'm gonna work on it this summer for sure. Now, kind of going off of that, is there a lot of West Coast anglers that people just don't know about because of travel costs and stuff like that? There is. You know, there's a. Uh, you know, it's just like anywhere. I mean, there's guys right here in Tennessee that can out you know paying easy on a tour but you know with obligations finances stuff like that they're not on the tour and there's a lot of them in california a lot of them in, on the west coast in utah arizona but yeah it's it's just that commitment you got to get that commitment and i think that's the thing uh i think those guys out there really get well-rounded because they fish you know deep to shallow and, and some awesome fisheries but uh they know how to catch big fish out there and I, you know that's how our tournaments are turning into you better learn how to catch big fish to do well. Hey, John, this is Dave. Congratulations on your win. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. That last question, what people don't understand is it's not just about catching fish. You have to be able to put home out of your mind. Yeah. There is a mental component to this that people, oh, yeah. until they go and try it, don't understand. It's not like beating up on guys in your mm. federation where you're gone for two days. No. Like, I see you because of this show. Otherwise, I wouldn't see you. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> It, 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 it's not it's not just catching fish, and I think that needs to be understood that the commitment that these pro anglers and the legit pros are, are the, the make it, it, it's it's well beyond just fishing. I would say fishing is a smaller side of the component to being successful. Oh, I, I'd agree. I'd agree. I mean, the travel is immense, and when when your family can't travel with you, yeah. it's a lot of pressure. You've got all the sponsor obligations. You, I mean, it, it's a lot. You know, I, I wish it was just fishing and it was that easy. But it's... Almost, almost every one of these guys who successfully tour and have done it over the course of time all have that same build that successful businessmen have. Yeah. Where, you know, singular focus, yet singular focus, but there's all those other distractions that you have to be able to handle. And you guys all have that, man. And you got to be comfortable being by yourself. <laughs> I saw that. You got to be do? Throw something to kick? No, there was a bathroom door open in the back. came <laughs> <laughs> back there. I got to shut the door. <laughs> now, John, you've uh, adding to Dave's comment, uh, you've done this forever. How, how, give our listeners, how many years have you been doing this professionally? I, I've done it since I was 20, so 32 years professionally. Wow. Long time. And I did it for about six years before that, fishing. But, yeah, it's it's changed. And, and it, that's what I always tell guys. I go, man, it's so easy to be a professional fisherman when you're winning. But you go a year or two without doing much, like I did the last couple of years or a couple of years ago. That's when you find out if you're really a professional fisherman. Can you ha- keep it together? Can you keep your mm-hmm. confidence? Can you keep – 
your life together when you're not catching them like you think you should. So, yeah, the the, the downsides are the tough times. They, yeah. You know, we win and that's the cake part, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I always tell guys, man, you better know how to lose and you better know how to build off that um, or, or you're never going to make it. How about I mean? How about Pete? Every other strength series tournament he's winning, and they won't even put him in the butter boat for God's sake. Butter boat. You know, it ain't just about winning either. Well, yeah, there, there's definitely a lot to it. You got to learn. You got to be good at being. There's weeks go by. The only person you talk to is the person at the gas station. Yeah, that's right. You know, you know yeah. what I mean. And people, and the commitment of being out there twelve hours a day. You know, daylight till dark. Dave, it's Dave. What what would Scrubby McScrubberson say? Who's that? Uh, no, never mind. I was trying to bait the hook for you. <laughs> no, no. I, I've only been doing this to Mike for the last two hours, and he's not oh. even looking. I thought you were fanning yourself because you were hot in here. <laughs> so that was a fan. Eric, what else we got? Questions coming Yeah, through. here's a good one from Facebook. What's the biggest mistakes that you find yourself doing as a pro angler, either on or off the water? Is that for me? Yeah. Uh, being stubborn, that's usually the biggest thing. You you want to catch them a certain way, and you just will not adapt. Because then we don't have to anymore. We don't have a co-angler back there whooping our butt. we got a marshal. If we want to just flip all day long, it's fine. Back in the old day, you could flip mm. for two hours, and your guy in the back's catching them on a split shot or something. You had to change up. So being stubborn is always a thing that really I have to fight just to – Keep an open mind and get back in the process and and not just try to catch them the way I want to catch them. So, John, am I reading this right? You are the first pro on Ike Live to wish you still had co-anglers? <laughs> I, I, I just fished a BFL the other day, first time in 20 years. I mean, I I, I sort of want I, – I don't want them back on our tour, but I want to have that experience. <laughs> I, want to, I want to have that mindset. Yeah. Um, of guys that you know open your mind because yeah. you do get locked in when you're on the elite tour. You you don't have to answer to anybody except yourself. Yeah, Pete, we talked huh? about that recently. I can't remember when we were talking about it, but many a times over the years, the co-anglers helped steer you in a direction where you went on to have a really good tournament. Absolutely. Yeah. They can de- they can impact the outcome of a tournament, and I think that's why I like the the elite format because you know it it does it. it it showcases a stubbornness, you know, and that can take you down. And you've got to you've got to really be fishing the moment because the co anglers, man, they will, like you said, I've had it plenty of times, man. The guy gets starts throwing a senko around, catches a couple four pounders. Next thing you know, I'm catching four pounders on a senko, and now I'm in the top in the tournament. And then, yeah. and, and then you besmirch them. Then you besmirch the co angler. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I I I, tell you, I I said it before. I the ones I couldn't stand. I I. I liked all my co-anglers, except the ones that had Carolina rig on. Yep. And, dude, they'd throw it out the back, and they'd sit down on the butt seat, and they'd put some chewing tobacco in their mouth. They'd mm-hmm. crack open a pop. A they'd pop. eat a sandwich, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't move it. With the tobacco in their mouth? Yeah, with it, everything. Tobacco sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and then ten, ten minutes later, on the same cast, you'd hear, Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're the ones that I couldn't take, man. That's what got me. I, drew, I know I told this before, but I drew out Justin Lucas as a co-angler. That was a real treat. That's unfair. I know. He had 20 pounds of smallmouth in like 10 casts <laughs> out of the back of the boat. <laughs> but he was a great guy, great to fish with, except for, man, he just put the beat down on me early. I put the so, hey, John, John, what, hey, John, what tournament are you looking forward to most this year coming up? What's left? I'm a Thousand Islands guy, man. I can't yeah. 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 That's that's my 
heaven up there. I love that place because oh. you can do largemouth, smallmouth, and it's just so big. You know, we've been up there a couple times. I've been up there a couple weeks other than that, and I haven't seen a 16th of that place. So it's just so fun to go up there and, and try some, you know, new areas and go somewhere you've never been and, and catch those big old smallmouths. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Uh, I, Eric, you got any more questions? I had something I wanted to run past, yes. John. Yeah, this is a pretty interesting one right here. As a West Coast angler, how do you read your electronics in shallower water as opposed to the deeper lakes that you're used to? You know, that's the one thing. I, I'm, I'm known as a Western guy, electronics guy, but I am old school. I fish, and that's why I think that ridge I fish is so good that you got to fish that ridge. You can't just electronics go, you know, most some of those fish get so shallow and there's so many stumps. Uh, it's not a place you can just cruise down it and say, oh, there the fish are. So I'm an old school guy. I'll, I'll fish that stuff, and I want to get that bite. And I don't care if it's six inches or six pounds. When I get a bass on that ridge, there's more there. And they can there can be ten little ones and then a six-pounder. So I, I that's my philosophy on going fishing stuff is, is fish it. <laughs> Catch them. I got one. John, you were in studio over the summer for the uh, Ike Foundation event. And I was just re-listening to that um, that interview. You talked about throwing a Carolina rig in 90 feet of water. I don't understand yeah. that. That's crazy. No, we, yeah. we, we, is it vertical by the time it hits the bottom? That's crazy. Well, we when we used to, I actually showed Aaron Martin's this bite on Lake Pleasant. We used to sit on a ridge that was like 65 feet and throw it out in 100 plus and drag it uphill. And you'd throw a big lizard. I mean, a big lizard, like an eight-inch lizard down there. Um, but yeah, I mean. I sat on a ridge at Castaic in 90, and a guy pulled outside me in 125 and caught a four and a half. Was his name uh, Bob Kruppe? His name was a Dick Trask, the guy that was <laughs> That's a great name. So, yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I'm open. I, I want to turn my 125-foot spooning up, on, um, uh, Mac, up in McClure years ago. I mean, out west, you, if those salmon and stuff go deep, those fish go right with them. And, and you got the whole lake to yourself. So I love when they get on deep bites out there, that was my favorite thing to do. Were those largemouth you were catching that deep? Those were spots. Those were spots. If you caught a largemouth that deep, he'd be dead. Anything over about 55 feet, a largemouth is pretty much dead by the hit surface. Spots will live 125. Small mouse, that's just uh, depends on the time of year. That's what's, deep. What's, what's the deepest you ever caught a small mouth, John? I don't think I've caught one much more than 55, probably. You know, some of those eerie fish I've caught 55, I've 65 even. maybe. But, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. you know, usually the small mouse, except if there's big schools of bait, they, you just don't catch them that I would deep. love to be your co-angler. I mean, I've never <laughs> cast it in water over 30 feet deep, man. Like, I don't even know. It's like a different world, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Dude. Yeah, dude. Ten feet deep around here. I know. Ten feet deep. That's deep cranking. Yeah. All right. Now, I want to know. I want to switch gears just a little bit, and um, I want to talk about the momentum. And I, and this win, I I sense I can sense it just by watching the win and watching you last week. Is this win a momentum shifter for you, John? You've got a lot of season left, but I've seen guys in the past have a big moment like this and use it as a momentum shifter. Are you are you viewing it like that, or are you just taking tournament by tournament? Yeah, you know, I used to love having bad streaks. I used to tell Aaron Martins, man, have I love having three, four, five bad tournaments because I knew when it came back up, it'd be that much better. Wow. Um, it hasn't worked out that way on the Elite Series. You'd like to think that, the, you know, the big monkey that's been on my back for the last few years trying to win one of these things, it's gone. So I think I can fish a little freer. Um, 
I, I, you know, I feel good about everything. But yeah, you just never know on our series. You can fish really good. Ike knows this really well. You can fish almost perfect and still get 58th. So yeah, it, it is, is a little bit of freeness about me going, and I hope I can, you know, keep it running a little bit. I don't, I don't know about this week at Chickamauga, but after that, hopefully it'll get going again. <laughs> that, that's awesome. I, I kind of sense you're going to have a lot of good things coming. Here's the other thing I wanted to make note of, uh, and, and and this is really testament to your character, John. I want, I want to make sure our listeners and viewers know this. When you won, John, there were a lot of elite guys present, and you don't always see that. I don't want to name any names, but there's been elite guys that have won this year where guys purposely did not go to the way and oh, see it. It, 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 it looked like a rapist execution. Some of them think, man, nobody's coming out. <laughs> uh, a rapist execution. Uh, but it was awesome, you know, and I, I wasn't there, but I watched it on live to see a lot of elite guys come out to see you win. That, that's that's got to be a humbling feeling because you are one of the good guys in the sport. Well, that's what it feels. You just like uh, you, you see everybody, and you're like, "Is this really going to happen?" You know, because I'm used to cheering on other guys. You know, I'm not used to being the dude out there with the trophy. So, yeah, it was it was pretty weird, and 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 it was awesome, obviously, to have all that support. So, yeah, when you have your respect to the guys you 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 know work with and compete against, I mean, that's that's all you can ask. You can't, you know, I, I'd rather have that respect and uh, you know see portrayed like that i mean that means as much as the trophy did to me that that's awesome it was awesome to watch it eric what do you got yeah we got one more good question here and i think this is what everyone really wants to know how is skeet reese the roommate (laughs) (laughs) 25 years 25 years the reason skeet was my roommate is because 20 some years ago he lived in his truck and i'd always have a room at the tournaments so I'd always feel sorry for him. I'm like, dude, come sleep on the floor or whatever, you know, just get out of the rain. And so a few years later, he's like, well, I guess we're roommates now. I'm like, I guess we are, you know. <laughs> I've just been like that ever since. But, yeah, he's great because, you know, we, we have our program. We had Byron as our roommate once. That's, oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's difficult. Now Brent Ayler's our, our roommate, and he's awesome, too. So. I like Brent. Yeah, I mean, you got to have guys you get along with, and, and we all get along pretty good. Does, yeah. does Skeet travel with, like, a six-foot mirror? Like a full-body mirror? I, you know, pedals, you know, he has the rose pedals thrown out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, heard, we, we heard his farts smell like cinnamon. Bed every time. He gets the master suite every time, no matter who pays for it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, John, John, we have, a, we have a newsflash. Newsflash. The Lindbergh baby is still missing. And in other news, FLW has launched a search for Byron Velvick. <laughs> After missing their inaugural debut of FLW Live. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> wow. They just, they, just, they just didn't even address it. They, didn't even yeah. it. they just nope. acted like he was never there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> just not here anymore. He, he watched it to see if they'd say, well, he's off. Or, uh, they didn't say anything. They just pretended he wasn't even <laughs> right, like, anymore, you know. So I don't know. That's a weird deal. <laughs> what uh, is the deal? Their obligations, but FLW just said, nah, we'll just get Dudley or whatever they yeah. got. You know, that was pretty crazy. Hey, hey John, John, this is uh, Hank Parker. Congratulations, son, on, <laughs> on your win. Understand you ran out of crankbait. 
That's right. Come I hang, did. Come hang with me, son. Get you some Berkeley crankbaits, Berkeley trotling. <laughs> Swing them right in the boat. You need just one. That line ain't going to snap. <laughs> lasso the dock lizard. Lasso some dock lizards with some trotling. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was the worst Hank Parker. Yeah, let me hear you do it. Let me hear you do anything. Oh, fire, babe. Oh, that was actually good. <laughs> that sounded like Elvis. No, that's Hank Parker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now I want to. I want to. Corny Elvis. I want to hear some. Uh, I'd like to hear, give us one good piece of dirt on Skeet, because <laughs> you talked 20, 25 years ago, we're still talking about, Skeet was still moonlighting as a stripper occasionally, so give us some good, give us one good piece on Skeet that we can just run with and eat up. Yeah, that, that's a tough deal now. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when Byron was a bachelor and the stripper sell, sold the magazine all rights to his story for 50 grand to the Inquirer? Oh, yeah. Remember that. Yes. I could have made five times that amount. I had pictures. I had stories. I had everything. You too? I'm just keeping it right here. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty good about keeping secrets. Not that Skeet has any. You know, he's married. He's yeah. He's all good right now. But uh, yeah, you, you, some of those things, man, you just can't get out. You know, you can't get out. You just smile and say, "Wow, that was a fun time back then." Yeah. Hey, John, John does, treat, does Skeet travel with more hair products or fishing rods? <laughs> that is a tough one. <laughs> yeah, there's some some of those stories you just gotta keep inside. I mean, we've all we've all got them. And yeah, we've we've all got them, right, Ike? We went to Spain. Together. Oh yeah, that's what I was just gonna mention. Uh, one of the first times I got to hang with John, it was amazing. It was early 2000s. It was a trip to Spain, and it was John, myself, Byron Velvic, and Brett Height. And it, and it was, man, it was an awesome trip. That's all I can say. You, just won, the you just won the classic. So, I, yeah, it, was, it yeah. was quite a trip. And all of us were having a good time. And then, yeah, yeah first we, time in Spain for us. So, yeah, it was. they treated us right. That's they treated sure. us right. Everything was paid. We were in the best hotels in the best cities, being treated like gold. We were all yeah. single at the time. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. it, it, it was amazing. There's so many good stories. But the interesting thing, I, I, and this is really cool, though, I want to bring up, is that was what was called the Euro Cup back then. Yeah, yeah. And I miss it. I wish they'd bring that back. But it was so amazing because we would get to go over there and compete with, like, five or six or seven other European countries. And do we? I think I really believe that we helped them with the fishing. You know what I mean? Because like I went to Italy a few years ago, and I got to see a different Italian angler than what we saw, John, when we were there. You know, a lot of those guys, all they were doing was finesse fishing back then. And we came over and we were really we dominated those first couple of years in the Euro okay. Cup. United States dominated. And we were power fishing. And I remember those guys looking at us on the water like, what in the hell? You know, casting rods, crankbaits, big jigs. And they had no idea what was going on. And now, you know, I went to Italy two years ago. Those things are in place now. And it, it was awesome. And I put a lot of that to, to our trip back then. So, it was pretty awesome. So you guys gave knowledge to the Spanish anglers? Yeah, we did. We actually did. Mm-hmm. The first couple of years, we did seminars. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it was during the tournaments. You know, we'd compete against these guys. But right. we'd all, we'd see each other, you know, and we'd, we'd talk. And 
we'd eat dinner at midnight or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And, did, did you give their women big razors for the mop jigs they got under their arms? Spanish women there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like they're headlock, headlocking a Stanley spinnerbait, man. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was pretty awesome. Those, those were some amazing trips, man. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> back in time. Do they still have the Euro Cup? They don't have the Euro oh. Cup. No, that's something I'd, I'd, I wish someone would bring back. But but they had it for how many years? Did they have it, John. Probably, I think they did like four or something yeah. like that. I went first two or three, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I think uh, like you said, those guys opened their eyes, man. They had no clue about. Mm-hmm. I do a guy I'd never seen a rattle trap, and I mean, we just caught him, <laughs> caught him, and caught him. Yeah. yeah bring, bring it back under the uh, umbrella of the Ike Foundation. Throw a couple Spanish kids in the boats and <laughs> <laughs> the Euro going. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Eric, you got it. You got any more? You got one more for us? One more good one? Well, it's dying down a little bit, but I want to ask this one. I don't know if this is even relevant, but first, congratulations on the win. Are you going to use this win to one up Wesley Strader when you see him at the gas station? You know, we were talking about that the other day. You know, I, my neighbors here are Andy Morgan and Wesley Strader. Brad Knight's just up the way. Ott's just around the corner. Ah. And, uh, you know, those guys were, you know, last year I had a pretty bad year. And they're like, uh, you know, y'all, you better start catching some fish around here. We're going to kick you back to Arizona. You know, we East Tennessee guys got to catch them once in a while. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, Wesley was one of my biggest fans, man. He was sending me texts and, and, and just cheering all the way. So, no, it's great uh, to – to come in here and actually have a, some credibility around here. So that was always a fun thing. I, I sort of dreamed of that. You know, when you move here, you're like, man, I'd like to win a big tournament when I live here, you know, instead of saying yeah. I used to be good. So, yeah, it was pretty nice to have it right now. That, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I, John, I'm so stoked for you. I mean, I, I, I'm so happy for you, and it was an amazing win, uh, dominant win on a really tough Toledo Bend, uh, and and definitely congratulations on that. And we're go- I'm going to see you in shit like a week. I'm going to see yeah, you down at, yeah. at Ross Burnett, so it won't be long. And uh, man, c- congratulations, and uh, I-, I wish you the best the rest of the season. I know you're going to use this and keep the ball rolling, keep the momentum going, keep down. the momentum, keep, keep it, it hot. That'd be nice. Awesome. I appreciate it. John John Mary, everybody. Nice trophy, by the way. No one even acknowledged your your, your, your trophy. I see it back there. (laughs) I'm going to spit shine it at Ross Burnett. Yeah, man. It's it's awesome to win one. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I I look at looking at that blue trophy sitting back there. Makes you want to win again. Really does. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You can't you can't win enough in this sport, man. As soon as you win, like a year Mm -hmm. goes by. And then everybody's like, that guy can't win anymore. Yeah, but all the Dude, people showed up for him is what you brought, oh, it's you awesome. brought that up. Man. It's awesome. It was so, awesome. Look at that guy. I mean, yeah. Our sport is set up not to win. It's like, yeah. you know, what? 5% is like the best yeah. angler in the world. That's Kevin. 5% of the tournaments he's won. Hey, I got a question. So you're, gonna, you're, you're not going to win more than anything else. You yeah. Know? I got a random question. Um, has Kevin ever won, an, and he's won a lot, has he ever won an event with a flipping rod in his hand? Ever. Well, he well. Let me tell you this: the classic that he won in New Orleans, the second one, uh, the first one that he won in oh, New Orleans, first one? he caught a majority of his fish flipping oilheads, well platforms, in an area called Bayou Black in the Delta. A lot of them. Okay. Not the whole entire creel, but uh, a lot of his fish came. There's these oilheads, Pete, you know, in Bayou mm-hmm. Black. Dead, head, dead end canals that end with like little oil heads out yeah, in the middle. Because yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking, I've seen them uh, 
cracking with uh, Zona the other day on a jig. I'm like, man, I never see Kevin catch yeah. him on a jig. Yeah, no, he, a he, he can't. You know, uh. he catches sight fish. I mean, he does. He does it all. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. he does. He hates it. Yeah. He hates it, but he does it when he has to. Right. You know, it's 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 a good deal. Yeah, I, you gotta, I, yeah.